Welcome to You're Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual Healing. Brent, this is with you in mind oh, that I picked right, this yeah. article <laughs> because we're going to be talking about your favorite homophobic church. My favorite homophobe in the world. Westboro, Westboro Baptist Church. Baptist Church. Uh, which uh, is the... Pl- the Setting for your favorite homophobe. My favorite homophobe in the world was Fred Phelps. He was <laughs> yeah. famous for the God the Hates Fags signs. Oh, uh, he's dead. Yeah, he died, didn't he? Right. He died, yeah. he died many years back. But his his daughters have taken over <laughs> the day-to-day activities of the most homophobic church in the I world. I like how this church, church, has a following of like 74 people that are all related. <laughs> all related. Yeah. Except for like one guy. Yeah, who came in on a vacation or something. He was a documentarian. Yeah. What? entered, who was like... Who was going to make a movie about Fred Phelps? Did you see him on the Lewis Thoreau uh, thing? I don't know. I don't he's know. in that. You should watch yeah. it. It's good. He was he uh, went in, he was going to make a movie about Fred Phelps. Fred Phelps was a media whore, yeah. by the way, and so he entered the family and like somehow like really bought it. Yeah. And he stayed. And he's like one of the only non-family is, members still yeah. around. That's outlandish. But he's essentially crazy. a family crazy. member now. But, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but though, uh, but yeah, we, yeah, we can get into yeah, it. Yeah, a fun piece of news with Westboro <laughs> Baptist Church. So They're they, still at it. They are still at it. They released a, a press release in late February announcing that they intended to protest Virginia's first transgender delegate, Danica Roem, at the Virginia State Capitol near uh, Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, they released... Uh, a press release that called her a proud, abominable transgender rebel. <laughs> They're so fucking crazy. They are um, so crazy. And they wrote about it, and uh, she responded. Um, <laughs> she responded on Twitter with "meh." <laughs> she, uh, honestly, she had she had such a great response. So yeah, so West, the Westboro Baptist Church is protesting her. They protest. I mean, Everybody. literally everyone. Where sure. do they get their when, money? You know, actually, I don't think I because know. Because I was the watching this doc- I, in, in preparation for this, I watched Louis Thoreau's uh, hour long segment during his like British show years mm-hmm, ago mm-hmm. on Westboro Baptist Church when Fred was still alive. Yeah. And they were talking about on it that they, and they do, they travel around the country protesting different <laughs> things. Back then, they were what protesting. They were protesting soldiers' funerals during the right. Iraq War. Right. Um, they kind of shied away from gay Remember, people. They came to Michigan. They came to University of Michigan, and they protested the whole school because Elton John had been there once. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. So, but 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 what I and she said they spend upwards of two hundred thousand dollars on plane tickets a year because when they travel to protest, they bring the entire fucking family. Yeah. So like, how were they making money? I think it's from making. I think they have a because they have all these shirts about the signs. You know that they wear like mm-hmm. the the website mm-hmm. for the signs. I think they might make signs <laughs> that aren't "God hate fag" signs on the side Wait, for you like. Think they're a sign company. I think they're a printing company. <laughs> that is. I think so they're making money funny. from printing signs. Westboro Printing that. Press. I, well, I do know that the whole family is lawyers. Yeah. The and so uh, and they're lawyers. Not only are they lawyers. Uh, so Fred Phelps. This is the best part about Fred Phelps. This is what makes him, I think, so fascinating. Uh, Fred Phelps. Uh, was one of the most prominent civil rights attorney in Kansas in I think it's the 60s or the 70s. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was known as being one of the only white lawyers who would take on civil rights cases. 
and uh, he argued several civil rights involving African Americans. Right, right. He argued several cases successfully in front of the Kansas Supreme Court to strike down Jim, basically Jim Crow laws that were still on the books mm-hmm. at the times in the seventies. Uh, as someone who I was obsessed with him, I did a, I did a solo show about him because I thought he was so funny, uh, and so I listened to it like a million of his sermons, and he was very consistent about how. Uh, I mean, if he's, of course, crazy, but he would always say, he says, the Bible says nothing about race. And he's because he still has a little bit of that in him. He's like, he only hates black people now because they took on the gay agenda, he claims. Yeah. Uh, but he would always say the, the Bible is race blind. There has nothing to do with race. Wow. Which I thought was interesting that you could be so outspoken and open minded <laughs> being one of the only white attorneys in Kansas to take on civil rights cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. <laughs> but also he was disbarred by the Kansas Supreme Court, yeah. by the same court that he argued in front of because he lost his mind during a trial that I think was infused with some kind of morality. And he literally screamed at the, at the stenographer and he called her a whore. <laughs> like a hundred, He like berated the stenographer wow. and he was disbarred by this Good. Kansas the, Supreme Court. The separation in race and other minorities with civil rights issues actually doesn't surprise me because I think all you have to look to is the Prop 8 campaign in two thousand. Eight, and the amount of black churches that actively pushed against Prop Eight, so and Prop and Eight was the California Prop Eight was the California marriage ban, and they were in ban. line with the Mormon Church and all these other churches that were saying this should not exist. This should, and so the the intersection of race and sexuality has always been a really complicated area, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I think but it still nuts. is to this day. To this, yeah. to this day. He also, nuts. One of, my, one of the highlights of my career was that I was featured prominently on GodHatesFacts.com. I was too. Good for you. I, I, I gave a speech at some conference in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm from Missouri originally, and they asked me to come, and Westboro Baptist Church came out, and they protested me, wow. and then they put me on their website. It was so, great. Also, I think the reason why I've always loved the Westboro Baptist Church church and i think you're seeing it with donica uh, roam who i think handled them so artfully oh my God, beautifully is that i've always been a believer that super extreme points of view like the westboro baptist church who go to f- funerals of pro- soldiers who've died in iraq because they died for a country that supports fags i think that super extreme points of view like that tend to bring everyone else together yeah they really and do even even conservatives can say well we all we all hate fred phelps and you'll see that. You'll see in, like, sometimes um, I know I've read accounts of, like, Fred Phelps will like, just protest, like, a gay-straight alliance at some high school in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And it, already the gay-straight alliance was very controversial because it's a, it's a small conservative part of the state. But then Fred Phelps comes into town and everyone in the community says, well, fuck that guy. Right. Well, and but, they all get on the same side for one day. But it wasn't – it did take – a lot of the court cases involving the protesting of soldiers' funerals to get non-gay people paying attention and saying this guy's fucked up. Because before they started protesting, before the Iraq war, they were prominently just protesting gay people. And they famously protested Matthew Shepard's funeral. Sure. And they, there was a whole movie made about it, about the Matthew Shepard's sort of supporters making these huge angel wings so that it's actually... Oh, it's, right. It's, it's so touching so that the they, they block the protesters as the family enters the mm-hmm, church mm-hmm. or wherever the funeral was. Um, they blocked the protesters. The wings did, which is beautiful. But... They, they, the, uh, the mainstream sort of civil rights groups did not go after God hates fags until they started protesting soldier funerals. When they were protesting gay right. people and age shit, who gives a fuck? Yeah. And so, yes, 
I think you're right that oftentimes the extremes out there get more attention for being crazy and it does bring people to support <laughs> causes. However, I also think that sometimes the reverse happens. We're looking at that with the alt-right right now where you have people who – it seems like they've changed overnight all of a sudden and they're these crazy alt-right people and they support these ridiculous claims by, by you know, people online and they're putting these ridiculous conspiracy theories on Facebook. And, and it, these are crazy things, but yet people are putting them out there and believing them because they're not being – they're not doing something – so absurd, like protesting a soldier's funeral mm-hmm. or, you know, saying that these people should die or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand where you're coming from. Obviously, social media is a little bit more subversive and, mm-hmm. like, it's it's easier for something to be – that is as untrue as uh, well, a there, sign that says God hates fags yeah. to be more acceptable because you saw it on Facebook. And, I mean, God and, hates and, and she did a really contemporary version of uh, of that. Mm-hmm. Which is that she, when she tweeted it, she wrote, my response to the, the article, and please use this quote in its entirety as I put the amount of thought the situation warrants into it. Meh. And <laughs> yeah. then, she, then she had a link and said, please donate to my reelection campaign. They will hate that. And uh, yeah, she great. raised more than $26,000 from 700 people in one that's week. Awesome. Lisa Lampanelli did that a couple years ago. I mean, I, I know her personally. I think she's great. Her comedy, I was always like, meh. Um, but... Uh, Westboro Baptist Church protested her, said they were going to protest her. I forget. She's, yeah, she's I mean, she's very, she supports gay people. She's right. always but been very open. they protest everything. Yeah. They protest everything. But then she said, okay, so for every single protester that shows up in my show, I'll donate $1,000 to the Gay Men's Health Crisis at uh, AIDS yeah. Charity in New York. And like, I think 96 people <gasps> showed up from wow. the church. So she donated $100,000 to wow. Gay Men's Health oh, wow. Crisis. That's great. Which was so fucking was, awesome. Uh, well, not half to... of what she made at that show. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will also, I will also say, and I think another thing that I've uh, always loved in a weird way about the Westboro Baptist Church is how they're this kind of brilliant uh, exercise for free speech. And they had a very famous um, uh, 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 case that about basically their right to protest a funeral, mm-hmm. uh, this detestable event. And it came before the uh, the Supreme Court, um, oh, maybe six or eight years ago now. And it's one of my favorite arguments to listen to. Because going into it, it's like a lot of a lot of speech is detestable, but you really can't start in, you can't start stepping and impinging on mm-hmm. one's ability to have to say bad things because that that could be problematic because almost anything can be interpreted as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to, I sometimes listen to Supreme Court arguments uh, in like the court because you're a the fun audio, very fun. I'm a fun guy yeah. <laughs> but also I mean I'm an idiot so I don't really know what's happening but but free speech cases are usually easier to follow and the one of the daughters of the Phelps family was arguing for the family and she uh, she was literally one of the most unflappable lawyers I've ever heard oh my god you know, the justices are all they're all peppering you with questions at all times so there's, there's they, they cut you off they say whatever they want they turn everyone into except for Clarence Thomas. Except for Clarence Thomas, they turn everyone into just like this Jello, right? And yet she really held her own, and, she, and they, the Phelps family won the case eight to one. Oh my! God. And the reason why I said Clarence Thomas is because he famously doesn't ask he doesn't any ask questions. Any He's questions. only asked one in like he asked one a decade, years? and like huh? yeah, there will be like a hush. In he doesn't the crowd ask questions. He asks a question. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, they are. I mean, but you, they're a really interesting dichotomous group of. I, I mean, they're crazy. People but watching like, they're this fascinating. This Lewis Thoreau doc on him on them because it's from 2005, I think. But it's it's actually really interesting. It shows the family dynamics. It also shows some of the people who left the Phelps yeah. 
family and people who disagree with him now. Um, it's an interesting. I just love watching videos of Shirley on YouTube fighting with like Larry King or some yeah, shit. Yeah. That, those were the best. Better yet, you could watch the Solo Show Fag Life: A Conversation <laughs> with, with with Fred Phelps by Brent Sullivan. Where it's is still it? On YouTube. YouTube? It's still it's it on YouTube. Watch yeah. it in full. Yeah, Elliot, you directed that. I did. I I, <laughs> I, I, I don't speak in those terms, but I did. I did. <laughs> Not even joking. Dan Black, you are here. Yeah, I'm here. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the Dan, podcast. Dan you Black. recorded our demo yeah, with us. Yeah, you are, you are oh, basically our first guest. Yeah. And here yeah. he recorded is. recorded twice with us. We had to have this. No, this no. is the second time. Oh, that's this right. is the second yeah. time, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And now here we are. And but the reason why this podcast exists is probably because of you. Yep. I take 100% credit. I was yes, telling everyone should. in the hallway yeah. when I, before I came in. Yeah. I was telling everyone, you know, <laughs> this is me. A straight man has to give us everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's just it's the truth. You know I mean? And we live in a truth. But it's time for us to spread the truth. I'm here yes. to talk no more f- about being a proud boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I don't know what that is, but I just know it's a funny reference. It's an all right uh, racist person. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not th- I'm not that. Yeah, you're no. not that. No, you are a, a very sensitive man. Yeah. Me? Here's the thing yeah. about you Dan. You give great hugs. <laughs> I, I th- yeah, I am se- I'm very sensitive. You're guy. a sensitive man. Yeah, I think you, so. You grew up not far from me on Long Island. Very close, yeah. Among guidos and... Can, uh, I, can I tell a really quick story? Sure. Yeah. This is your story, but uh, so I'll feed it to you. Yeah. Uh, that sounded weird. Um, you always said <laughs> yeah. that you grew up in such like a, like a macho part of... Um, Long Island. Long Island. of Long Island that your family thought you were gay <laughs> just because like you didn't get in fights or something right <laughs> like yeah but at one point my parents said to me my dad I remember he came over to me and he was like he was like uh, you know if you're gay like we're totally cool with that <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and like I had girlfriends I did nothing that was oh gay just that I just didn't like sports that's it yeah. I, just, I, and, did, I didn't take the sports and me, out of my friends I was like the artsy one but you guys know me I'm yeah, you're, you're, out here I'm a you yeah. have a wrestling podcast yeah yeah right, right? right. Yeah. by the way by the way <laughs> When I when you say a, a specific yeah. a, a macho part of Long Island, it's all like that. Yeah, it's all like <laughs> that. It's right. all one big Elliot macho. Long Island. I don't hate it. I just I feel like, and Dan, you can agree with me or disagree with me, but I feel like in certain ways, for me, being closeted was it was dangerous in the sense that I felt like it might have been mirrored in like a small rural mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. where I was equally afraid to come out because there was such a focus on being a man yeah. and that is so real in Long I Island. can't even imagine I it's mean it's the most visceral thing it, it was brutal to you know like it, it's weird I grew up in a very liberal area you know what I mean mm-hmm. it was liberal in the sense it was like yeah everybody if you're like gay be that but you're still going to be, gonna be gay. Com- yeah. completely. If you want to be gay, be gay. Not for nothing, but be gay. Right. You're gay, but at the same time, everyone's openly making fun of gay right, people. Right. Yeah. It's right, like, right, we got right. no problem with it, but uh, you are a freak. I love faggots. You know? yes. We're going to make you feel real uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you take it up the ass, take it up the ass. It's like, it's like right, oh my, right. it's such a place. That but... is what it is. It's like, if you want it up the ass, that's, up, hey, up, that's the up to you. But, you know, it disgusts all of us, but uh, <laughs> I will vote for it's it. It's absolutely disgusting to me. That is so funny. I'll vote for people who support it. <laughs> but I, I mean, because yeah. I, I wanted, I mean, Dan, you are one of the biggest wrestling fans of anyone I've known. Oh, yeah. yeah. Podcast about there's it. a, there's a yeah. few that I can count on my hand, but you yeah. are Vince number. Yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. But you are number one. 
Yeah, I mean, number I, one, it's kind of like a zero to hero kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like the people you know who are into wrestling are into wrestling, yes. right? Yeah. You have a yeah. podcast about it. Yeah, comedians Wait, wrestling. What is it and, about wrestling? Because you weren't into sports as a kid. So when did that? Well, start? I like theater. Ooh, you know, I mean, course, it's it's though. perfectly it perfectly maps. It's like I'm still like a uh, I don't know. Let's call it a macho or whatever, yeah. dude. You In know, quotes. There were air quotes. Yeah, there were quotes yeah. there. Whatever you want. I don't know what you call it. You know? I saw you tear up at your wedding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of it. It was cute. I tell it you I'm not cute. ashamed of it, but I feel ashamed of it. <laughs> Does that sum that up perfectly? It warmed my heart. Yeah. I can't even cry in front of my parents still. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm way more you sensitive, can't? but like I don't feel comfortable crying in front of my parents. Do you cry in the movies? Yes. Yeah. But I like do. if I'm si- if I was sitting next to you at like at a movie, okay, and then you felt would you try to hold it in or would you go oh, for it? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, the classic moves like, you know, quick it's so funny. Yeah, I love crying cheek. in front of people. Yeah, I uh, would. I cry I whenever cathartic. I need to. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. I'm very jealous of that. Oh, you like to show weakness? Mm. <laughs> I love it. I Wait, no, no, no. So, where did wrestling? Where did the love of wrestling yeah. come from? Well, I mean, I I loved theater, yeah. right? But I didn't have the. Uh, I mean, let's call it the balls. But I didn't like. Truthfully, I, I I've always said you this. Didn't like, want to take it up the butt. I I didn't want to take it up the butt. <laughs> but I uh, I didn't. I, I I didn't have the courage to be myself in that way. Yeah, you know. Uh, and also, I was like kind of a let's like you know I, I don't know I don't want to say like a popular kid, but I don't know what like oh, I had. Like, you don't stop bragging. I'm yeah. doing a Brent Sullivan. <laughs> Wait, you know I'll say something. Real I quick. think it matters. One it, of my it, best friends for years. Right. Uh, I think I yeah I, Vince Averill, great comedian. He also does a uh, wrestling podcast. Yeah, but I will never forget. I'd known him for a couple of years in Michigan. He's a, he's a stand up, and. Uh, he one day he said to me, he's like, "Hey, I got to talk to you about something. Let's let's meet for an hour next week." <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, he's, he got, he's got AIDS. Like his some, some shit has gone <laughs> down. Right to AIDS. Like, uh, and I remember, like, he was like, I remember he checked in. He's like, "Hey, we're still meeting." I'm like, "Yeah, we got ice cream." It was the middle of winter. We got ice cream. So I'm like, "Something's up." And he goes, "Hey, I just want you to know, I really love professional wrestling." Wow! <laughs> I was like, like, yeah, cool, man. I mean, I mean, that's really why did he think he needed to come out? Because it there is a stigma to wrestling, in particular. Then it hadn't quite hit. Really? I don't think it had quite hit quite as mainstream as as I think it's become in, now. Like in Attitude Era, like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, like Stone Cold. People tell you you're gay if you like yeah. wrestling. It's like wait a minute, wait like, a minute, WWF wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I didn't have wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. I have never in my life heard the con- conceit. That people would be called gay for liking yeah, that same. type Matt, of wrestling. Matt, Matt McCarthy same. talks about it a lot, where he'll be like, he's you know, he, he gets like the the ten most common things that people say to him when uh, he tells them he loves professional wrestling, and that it's it's the idea that men are rest grappling with each other, sweaty men are grappling with, with each other in a ring. I don't and like. Th- I, yeah, I don't get that, that at all. Well, I think I think wrestling is so homoerotic, but not gay, and also <laughs> it's yeah. just so bizarrely homoerotic. Wait, well, what? it's funny because it's not gay, but if what do you, you mean by that? It's not meant to be sexual. Well, Dan, you verify for me, but it's not meant to be sexual. Nah, it's, it's not nothing meant sexual. To, it's not about meant it. to be erotic. It's not meant for a queer audience. But I look at it and I'm like, it's weirdly hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's that—that's the joke of it all. But 
did and were you ever told like oh you're gay because you like this super no. macho yeah no I'm that never happened that, that you've heard that but when I was into wrestling we, every all my dude like all my bros were we were all into wrestling because it was like yeah. it, at that time it was very popular so when we watch it when we were kids you're just kids and then when we watch it during what it's called the Attitude Era which is like when Stone Cold <laughs> the Rock yeah. they're like Sorry, the yeah, top yeah, yeah, that yeah. it was then it was like super mainstream but that's you when can you laugh were like at, teenagers like young right. adults but like, I've always was... been very comfortable with who I am yeah it's kind of this weird I've never been like I would never be embarrassed to tell someone I like wrestling right right but but a lot of my listeners are like exactly we had this hashtag adult wrestling fan where it's like hey post it like people are like uh afraid to tell their co-workers that they like wrestling they like pretend they like sports and can I can I posit a theory I feel like the the fear isn't because someone's going to label them gay or something it feels like it's the knowledge that wrestling is theater that like it's kind of like a fairy tale. It's if a I may, soap opera. If by I may the way. be so bold, mm. a fairy tale or a soap opera, I right? Think that's... And that, in a certain way, could come off as I don't know, two dimensional, and that makes them afraid. I think to it's come a lot out. simpler than that, guys. I think it's because they don't want to come off as white trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that... like it does. I mean, that's in, from. Well, I'm from Missouri, and like. I, as a as a kid with my brothers, all straight, we loved WWF. Like, yeah. loved WWF. We loved Undertaker. the theater of it, but we also loved sort of the the drama of it, and it was so fucking over the top. But I also knew that it separated us from the other families because other families had the season passes to the to the baseball and football, and they could go to all the other sports things. But we could never afford that shit. So what did we do? We watched WWF on the weekends, mm. and like that was our sports entertainment, if you will, yeah. and. It, we were obsessed with it, but we also were like very much poor white trash. And so I think there is that element to it. It's a working class element. But what it. about you? Was that your experience as a as a kid, well, especially when you first got into it? I was never embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I had friends who were... I was, embarrassed not, to, I was yeah. saying that I was embarrassed to get on the stage and make myself vulnerable to do theater yeah. like that in front yeah. of my friends. Yeah. That, was not gonna, there was, that wasn't going to happen. I played Sondheim baseball. Sondheim is a different all. story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my brother... It's weird. I mean, I'm pivoting off of it, but, but uh, my brother like ran the... He was like a tech guy. He like ran the sound the booth and the lights for all the theater so I'd go to the shows to like with my family to like support my brother yeah. and I would just be like oh man I, I wish I was on stage yeah. I saw like uh, Neil Simon rumors they did it in, mm. in, in, and, I, and I was like oh my god that's like the best thing I ever saw I would yeah. love to be in that but I didn't even get close yeah. To, to yeah. auditioning yeah. or yeah. anything like that. But with the wrestling, the wrestling was that perfect mix where, like, all my guy friends liked it. And uh, we were always, you know, my group of friends were always kind of, like, weird like that. We didn't like sports. It we were does, all, like, kind of funny guys. It does almost <laughs> seem like that. I'm, I'm friends with this. Do you know RJ City? No. He's a wrestler. He's from Canada, but he comes down here. He does a lot with David Arquette, who's into wrestling. Oh, now, yeah, apparently. yeah. And um, we talk, we text a lot about how it is oddly like an equalizer amongst straight men in that, sure, there is this homoerotic element to it. Doesn't in the, seem to come into play, though. In the capacity that two men are wrestling around with each other. But it's also like it helps... In a weird way, I think straight men evolve into the knowledge that yeah. queerness exists in some capacity, that men can roll around with each other without seeming gay, in oh, a way. I don't know. I think that's a little, I think that's generous. I mean, I mean I think you it's make a, a good point, but I do think I, that's I think a it makes sense, but I do think it, I don't think that happens. I, I, I wouldn't imagine that that happens a lot. It makes sense. Yeah. But I, do, I don't know. Would you, would you say that you or any of your friends were like, Homophobic? I, guess, ho- I mean, made yeah, them less homophobic. Homophobic. Everybody was like at that time. <laughs> it'd be yes, lying right, if it were right. we weren't homophobic. Yeah, That'd right, be like a right. lie. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but, but you I, weren't looking to like slaughter gay people. You were no. just saying fag. 
Right. It was more about the currency of, and I, I tried to write a joke about this at one point, but it was like, it was more like, uh, it was fun to like, Prove that the other person was this thing. Yes, right. It was like, oh, you're the gay one today. It <laughs> yeah, was more yeah, about yeah, that yeah. than than well, me, actually gay sex or anything. Let me know? ask you this because this is something I've also learned kind of slowly over the years right. from my friends who love wrestling. Is there's so many? There's there's obviously WWE, yeah. but then there's so many different echelons of alt. There's like alt scenes in wrestling. There's Japanese wrestling, which is really big now. And like, so will you go all There's over Turkish wrestling, Turkish Brent, wrestling that YouTube I watch channel on YouTube. of choice? <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, will you go to some of these alt shows that are like, you know, a small ring in front of a hundred people yeah. some night? Like, yeah. do you like a what's your favorite brawl, if you will? Sure, it's a little, it's a little fancier than that. Uh, but yeah. Well, there's more like it. It, it maps perfectly to like UCB. There's yeah, like yeah, uh, it's like the equivalent. Comedy. You go to like the ass cat uh, uh, version of wrestling, where it's like yeah. some guys that I've watched at independent halls, like bingo halls out here, like American Legion Hall, yeah. are now the champion of WWF. Yeah, uh, you know EFs and F, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I like it all, but there is something for everyone. It's Here's a very a broad question. art, you know. When you f- across the board, whether it's at Madison Square Garden or it's at a bingo hall or whatever, yeah. are they all faking it? Yeah, I mean it's 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 choreographed, it's scripted. The, you know? the athleticism, wow. it's improv is, though, right? Yeah, no, I think I think Deeply it's choreographed, scripted, right? right? Well, some spots are, and some of it's choreographed. I mean, they t- like you know when you go into a wrestling match, uh, someone is like the lead. It's more of a dance. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that depends on they all do it all different ways. Who's but, the one that you grab yeah. him by the dick and he takes you down? Joey Ryan. Yeah. yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he you grab you grab his package and his dick is so powerful yeah. that it causes the person <laughs> grabbing the package to fall to the ground. No, no yeah. it's, yeah, it's even funny. worse than that. He grab you grab his dick and he like will like uh, like uh, uh, make his body like turn where he does this and then you flip. Yeah. Like he flips wow. you. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. Wow. He, that like, does actually really feel homoerotic. Yeah. Very it's, it's very funny. But it's yeah. funny. So I think it's comedy. It's not even, it's, I mean, yeah, it's homoerotic to us because yeah. we like touching dicks. Well, I will say right. to everyone else, it's funny. I'll yeah. say also, when, you know, show. in seeing wrestling, you know, there is something specific. And again, like, I'm sure there could be like a dissertation written about this. Right. But, in the in the world of wrestling, and I have a very limited you know interest in it to be honest, but from what I've seen, the wrestlers are all like spray tanned, waxed. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, my favorite is the Miz. I think Mike the Miz Mizanin yeah. is <laughs> beautiful man, hottest piece of white trash. Who yeah. was once on the right. real world, believe right. it or not. Yeah. But whatever. So he was. He's just this like very like Daniel right? corn fed midwestern looking dude who is completely like waxed and tanned and like mm-hmm. there's not a, a a a sight of there's not a slint you know glimmer of body hair on him mm-hmm. which to me looks like so weirdly gay i guess it's like that's what i feel like i would see on like a, a in like a porn or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. you see that as gay and mm. i think my brain doesn't go towards to gay. that place I, my brain is like oh he looks like a superhero like right. a live oh, yeah. like a live so superhero yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Ha- I have no observation about it that's in, like intellectual or intelligent but it's just interesting to me that that's like the thing right that, like hulk hogan had like a mustache, but like wasn't like a hairy. You know, dude. see, this is interesting because I've again I've watched with my friends before, and well, Brent's going to talk friends... about how he jerked off to Andre the Giant. Here we go. <laughs> uh, that here we was go. a good documentary. That was a good yeah documentary. to jerk off to. I was at the premiere jerking <laughs> off. It was great. Uh, but my friends will watch wrestling and they'll make comments about physique that make me uncomfortable only because I can only conceive of that comment as being uh, basically. 
talking about how attractive this person is. They'll like be like, what? oh, this guy's really jacked, or he's really big, or right. or, or he's, his shoulders are too big, or whatever. The outline of his penis is so strong. Right, right. But but it's true. Like, And again, this, is, no, this is something that I think uh, a lot of people don't get, is it like... For me, I've always said a dude taking a shirt off is like seeing a, woman. Like a straight guy seeing a girl in a bikini. Yes, it's just I think the same level of eroticism, right. and so, see, uh, I, we so don't, I don't me, see. Well, we don't. I don't. I'm not speaking for anyone but me. Right. But I like, don't see it like that. You? Yeah, I mean, no. But of course. So, but to me, it's like I see a shirtless guy. I can't help. That's why I don't take my shirt off in front of anyone. It feels too because I feel like sexual. they're judging me, and it's sexual. Right. Oh no. See, like, uh, 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 I think it's more like this. When I see a jacked up dude, I've I've said this before, where I'm like, you know, uh, there's like, um, I'm I'm I I love women, I'm sexually attracted to women, but like, there's nothing like a good dude, you know what I mean? <laughs> this <laughs> you know? is your thoughts on Randy Orton, right? Yeah, yeah, because I think what it is, it's more like I cannot believe this is the same. Uh, uh, gender as me, little on the same species as me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this guy's a man. Like this guy's yeah. a. That's a man. I'm a man. How am yeah. I a man? Yeah. I think it's more like that, where you're like, oh my god, like someone like that's like if I got put in like the Captain America machine or whatever. Yeah, like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, so, I think it's like, wow, I cannot believe it. it's what a specimen. It's more like a right. specimen. You know, I, and you're like, I, yeah, I, I, I love to, this I have, guy. I have to ask you, Dan, because I, w- I want to g- get off the sexual homoerotic yeah, yeah, part for a second no. and talk about something that maybe people yeah. I know I've had this too because like when I was a kid I was really into WWF mm-hmm. wrestling but now as an adult it, because there's so many areas that wrestling touches and mm-hmm. it feels so big I don't fucking know where to start like mm-hmm. where would you suggest people to yeah. start with watching professional wrestling now yeah Good question I think, for once uh, I, I, I think it's as simple as just turn on Monday Night Raw, you know, like, yeah. just... What just, channel is that on? It's on USA. Okay. On the USA channel. <laughs> I think just, like, don't... I You can't worry about the past to start. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, just, I would say just, just, Years just of turn that on. Lines. It's, it's yeah. so much. It's so deep. And it's the kind of thing, it's universe. That's the, the thing I love about wrestling. It's similar. I like wrestling the same way people like the MCU, like the Marvel Cinematic uh-huh. Universe, yeah. or the people like Harry Potter. It's uni- There's a lot of rules to it. There's a learning <laughs> curve to it. So people... Get frustrated by that immediately because they expect it. They equate it to sports where it's like I know the game, so all I know is like that team versus that team that I do it. Wrestling has a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of precedent. Like you know, so, what's so interesting you know? to me. It reminds me of two other things. Wrestling, right? Um, well, three things. Baseball, like which is okay. so has like such a you know long history. Like any kind of like sports right. team, sports uh, like that, like a big national sport. Mm-hmm. Right. But also it reminds me of <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race and the Howard Stern Show. Yeah. The, meaning yeah. these two com- yeah, institutions that have. It's not even like jokes on jokes on jokes. It's references upon references upon mm-hmm. references that go back decades. decades right. right. And I mean, obviously, Drag Race isn't decades old necessarily, but, but it has that. The, it has that feel to it. And so I love when something is built so strong that it has this history to it where you are probably like an encyclopedia about all things wrestling. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, you know, I know what I know, but it is interesting. Yeah, like you do as a fan, you get rewarded for like the longer yes. you watch. It almost has that feeling of like playing like a World of Warcraft or yes. something. You know what I mean? Wow. Where you're like, I-, I can watch, like I can watch wrestling 
I could watch a show and then someone else could watch it and have an opinion on it where I'm like, your opinion is so wrong. You clearly are such yeah. a novice that you have no idea where they're going with this. <laughs> you don't know how this works. Like, yeah. they did that because of this and you're trying to get ahead of it right. in that weird way where you do become kind of like pompous about it. Yeah. You know? I think and that's like, how like you and I often are on like election night where we, oh, I, right. hate, I hate watching oh, election night results with right. people because they ask the stupidest questions. Elliot, no. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. They ask the stupidest questions and it's like, of course Trump won Kentucky. Yeah. You know, but, right. but it, the it, people who I are in it. ask that question. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You said, is Trump going to win Kentucky? That's not. No, I swear, no, I swear <laughs> I to God. I saw you on Every CNN. election, you'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be like with, you'll be talking to Elliot about an election and you'll be like, oh yeah, you know, oh, Trump, Trump won Oklahoma. He won Oklahoma? <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that's Elliot, not true. Elliot. I'm not that <laughs> dumb about politics. <laughs> you guys are wonks. Wait, can I tell you my dad's favorite wrestler? So my yeah. dad wasn't necessarily into wrestling, but we, my brother and I were we got into it but you did uh yeah i was into it oh. uh when i was like in elementary school okay but we took a trip to europe yeah. as a family in 1994 and we got a hotel room and i remember we turned on the the tv just to watch tv so first night and there was wrestling on so we're like oh let's just watch this before we fall asleep yeah and i will uh my my dad still talks about it every time i see him uh, there was a wrestler. His name was called Bastion Booger. Okay. And he was this huge, fat, like four or five hundred pound guy. Yeah. And he would get in the ring, and he would he would fit, uh, flick a, obviously a non like, yeah. a, like an no. air booger into the crowd. And he was dressed Ew. like a buffoon. Oh. And he would he would obviously wrestle, and I think he would sit on the guy's face. Yeah. And my dad <laughs> thought it was the funniest like buffoon he'd ever seen yeah. buffoonery and I uh, last year for Christmas I bought him a Bastion Booger <gasps> pin that he wears every time wow. I that's awesome he just thinks it's disgusting <laughs> but he also thought it's so memorable that 20 some years later oh, he still so talks about Bastion Booger yeah Dan, well, the characters are like kind of larger than life there's something exactly. about them that like they stick they stick with you right you, you know like the rock is like like I, I put you know and, and, and this is not like a cheap plug but like I I put uh like I did a half hour of all stand up adult wrestling adult fan. wrestling fan all yeah. about available it available now yeah it just and I put it out just on my own adultwrestlingfan.com you can go watch it yeah and it's literally just like here's why wrestling so good because people just are always asking you yes. and so I'm like hey you know and it's kind of funny because it's, it's a great. ridiculous it's, great. it's a ridiculous thing you know what I mean but uh do you know, uh, ba- do you know Bastion Booger no you had never heard of him no, I no think way. I did remember. I remember something about him. The pers- the flicking the boogers reminds me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. oh, my point was that The Rock, like, it doesn't surprise me that like the top wrestler, like, is also the top star. star in the world. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you have when you can transcend at professional wrestling, you have Hulk to wear Hogan so many had that hats. Babysitter movie. Yeah. Remember Mr. That? Mom, <laughs> Mr. Mom, or I forget which one. He yeah, had Mr. Mom. Like it's Suburban Commando. Yeah, that's sex tape. I'm yeah, more into Brooke. Tape. She. Yeah, the sex I mean, tape more my favorite into, one of his movies. I like Brooke Hogan. I like her R and B from the early 2000s. <laughs> um, also, another question for you: Where do you stand on MMA? And uh, is that an outgrowth of wrestling? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, mixed I mean, martial arts okay. where guys no, MMA? I didn't know. wrestle in cages. Alan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you, you didn't know what MMA is? No, oh, I love that. Um, I um, I love I love MMA. You do? It's great. I mean, but I that's don't... not characters, right? No, but like Con- thing, Conor though. McGregor is basically a pro wrestler, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, 
when you think Conor McGregor, like he lost his past like three or four fights, but he's still like the highest paid guy. <laughs> that's called that's wrestling. He sells you that he's the must watch guy. And he's not even the he's not even the best. That's Manny yeah. Pacquiao too, right? Right. He hates us. Who? He hates gay people. Manny yeah. Pacquiao. Oh yeah, he does. I right. Any of these? Um, I will. Also, I will say not to go back to the sexual stuff. But I like but wrestling a lot more than MMA. I'll, I'll yeah, deal yeah. with MMA. You know right. what I mean? MMA uh, is actually for some reason genuinely homoerotic in a oh, way that I, I love MMA. Yeah, I've seen it on in gay bars. It's like a, yeah, played as like a right. joke, a quote unquote a joke, but it's like no, like that's it. That's it. It yeah. I guess because it's not theater. It's fun. No, I like MMA cuz I, I love combat. Like I love one-on-one sports. I think it's something so like uh primal about like, oh, I let's just see who who is the best fighter in the world. He could beat anybody up. And I like MMA yeah. cuz it's more close than boxing to real fighting. Right. But then also I love combat so much, but I also love theater more. <laughs> so you take combat and you make it theater. That's I'm, literally okay, a home g- run I'm for me. I'm going to give you a tough <laughs> and question. I'm sorry about that sports reference cuz McGregor versus Manny Pacquiao or yeah. Sunday in the Park with George with Bernadette Peters. <gasps> oh, um, I would watch. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I don't really care and about Mandy Conor Patinkin. McGregor. But, Patinkin, but I, I, I know your point. It's Conor, It'd be Conor McGregor. Okay, cool. Yeah, probably yeah, me yeah. too. Probably yeah, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but Bernadette Peters. Uh, yeah, Dan, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Uh, Dan, it's so fun. W- uh, Where can people follow you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at DanBlackAttack. Uh, <laughs> Dan Black Attack. Uh, I chose those when they, you know, these platforms first came out, and I didn't know they were going to stick. You know. Also, one more question: yeah. Is there a wrestling lady who could be like a have like a career like The Rock or John Cena? Uh, yeah, so I mean, Ronda Rousey right Ronda now Rousey, is the champion yes. of, of right. wrestling, and as a matter of fact, right now the women wrestling is the is the hottest thing going on in wrestling, mm, uh, well. and they're probably going to headline WrestleMania, which is a massive wow. deal. That's exciting. We, I honestly hope that adult wrestling fan. We tune in just fan, for the politics. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you can carve an even deeper ne- like niche yeah. into this world because nobody explains it to me like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Uh, a lot of people get defensive. They don't want to explain it. And I think a lot of people don't even really admit that they like yeah. professional wrestling to that. And I think a lot of people don't even understand why they like it, really. Yeah. Until I started doing comedy about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be able to pinpoint it as well as I have since I've been on podcasts and people ask me. And I'm like, yeah. I, have to, I have to have an answer. <laughs> you got to defend it. And so I had to really think about it as opposed to before. I was like, I like this dude. Yeah. This yeah. Guy, I like when this guy uh, fake punches this guy. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah, being here, and uh, we hope everybody listens to your podcast and watches your special. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And another thing. So, a little bit of um, background, like a little bit, I guess, a, an announcement that I'm kind of excited about I, oh. that I haven't told you guys about at all. Oh, I'm but sweating. I, I wrote a play. Oh, yeah? And it is actually uh, premiering. In the first weekend of April. What is it about? Uh, it's it premiering at the um, Havenhurst Theater in the East Village. Uh, it's basically the play is about one weekend in the life of Elliot Glazer. Uh, <gasps> oh. So the play, oh. it's called 12 Dicks. Got it. And this is is how it a musical? It's a musical. Wow. And this is how it breaks down. So we start on Elliot. Uh, he's in an institution. Mm-hmm. He's in a straitjacket in a padded room because he's being studied. <laughs> Gaping for being, butthole. For being sexually unhinged. Oh, yeah. And and by the way, it's 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 Elliot is being 
brilliantly played by Glenn Close. Wow. <laughs> wow. Alan, I don't I, I haven't Albert told you Nobbs. this. I haven't told you this. Alan's being played by Tyne Daly. <gasps> I'm and, so honored. And I am of course being played by Timothée Chalamet. Uh, <laughs> but we start in just we start in that small room. Mm. And that's where it begins. But it's been a Friday night. It's a Friday night and he hasn't we sat on a dick right. in twenty four hours. Yeah. So he he's able to manage this Herculean strength wow. where he breaks out of his confines. You're like the incredible Hulk of dicks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and he breaks into the. Into, he's, he's of course being shot with tranquilizer darts, but they have no nothing effect. stopping. Have, there's nothing, nothing stopping, stopping him. him. The yeah. doctors. He kills doctors. Wow. And then he enters. He enters the city for a weekend, and he's of course singing while he does it. And it's it's such a beautiful way to start this this play that I feel really strongly about. So if you guys want. Check it out. What's it yeah. called? Um, it's called Twelve, 12 Dicks. <laughs> Twelve Dicks. Because then, of course, we're following you through, from one dick to the next yeah. over the course of your yeah. weekend. It's like Twelve Angry, Angry Men, right. but with yeah. dicks. Right, That's right, right, That's right. right. But yeah. with Elliot, of course, uh, is Glenn not... Close, obviously, squatting on dicks. Yeah. <laughs> um, doing Glenn. her own stunts to too. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, incredible. She was honestly she she's so cool. She goes with awesome. everything. Mm. Yeah. She's awesome. Versatile. <laughs> she's so versatile. Yeah. I remember day one to get into character. Mm. Uh, she sat. She sat on a watermelon. <laughs> yeah. um, she's a method set. actress. Yeah, she's a method yeah. actress. So Having three kids to... helped her. With yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Through her butt. That's right. Yep. Through her butt. Wow. So it sounds like a graphic play as well. <laughs> it is. It's. It's definitely. A, it's a little bit more controversial in that sense. Is it the Havenhurst? Hoping. It's a. Yeah, that's right. It's the Havenhurst. Is that a real theater? <laughs> no, I made up the theater. Oh my god. I, was, I can see you making up the I was, theater I was as you were doing to it. Make up oh the theater boy. I was like, if I fuck up the theater, the whole thing's ruined. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Well. Yeah. Now okay. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to you seeing it. Um, <laughs> but what were you? What did you want to talk about, Elliot? Well. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, um, this picture that Alan sent me on Instagram. It infuriated oh, you st- you started me. This. I think mm-hmm. I started it. Yeah, because oh, someone sent wow. it to me. I forget who. Um, Max Emerson, who professionally does, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he Well, I think he's an actor. actor. Yeah. And he's a writer. I would not call him a writer. He's I would a, say he's an actor. He calls himself an actor. Yeah, sure. And I think you could probably vouch for that. I think he does good things. Um, But he's an Instagram thought, basically. And he posted a picture recently. T-H-O-T. He's he's done, yeah, T-H-O-T. That hot guy over there, right? Yeah, That's it. That hottie. That hottie over there. He... um, he posted a picture, and he's done a lot of these, and I've posted a lot of angry responses to these. Right, uh, where he he has um a, a, he's naked, and he has a card <laughs> over his dick that says "L Trans Lives Trans Matter." Trans Lives Matter, right. yes. And the message is, and the whole thing, and this is what a lot of people, a lot of thoughts do on Instagram, where they pose naked or shirtless or whatever and then the message is sort of something inspirational or some cause that they're supporting and they say that they're doing it to get your attention Mm. that they're naked because it got your attention and now you're reading this yes when in reality they just want to see you naked Mm. like they're not no, going... no, 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 that's not why. They they really want to get into the messaging of it all. No, 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 no. And so he posts this thing, and that in and of itself is upsetting to me. But let's dig deeper. No, like, so yeah. then he writes in his message that it's... You, it sounds like it's raising money for trans causes. It sounds like a fundraiser for trans causes, which I can stand behind. Of course. Completely. And 
Instead, it's a fundraiser. It's a GoFundMe, I believe, for a film that he's doing in. something on. He's in or involved oh. in in some capacity that involves or is about a trans person, which mm-hmm. is great. We need more trans of visibility. Course, of course, um, representation. But it's a fundraiser to essentially pay craft services. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not helping. <laughs> so that that was that one was trans person other than maybe the people who are seeing the film and that's great but they're not getting the medication they maybe need or the services or the the sta- the the right. you know hormone medication that they might need funded In other by words, the state like it's for him it's for him yeah. it's yeah. for him it's for a project that he's involved in that he's behind that he's supporting and he the whole and he's done this before a recent or a couple oh, months man. ago he posted one of him sitting naked on a on a pier <laughs> in um in in Fire Island, Fire Island. thank you and it was something he about said something like waiting for these trunks to dry before I go host a fund like for a, LGBT homeless youth. Yeah, yeah, sure. and 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 it just it confused me so much that I think I think that's the well, Instagram post you uh, sent me where of me I posted pictures of myself, my own butt. Um, being like, <laughs> yeah. this is me volunteering at a women's abuse shelter, <laughs> yeah, naked right. with my butt out. Like, right, it's, it's right. just, it's just so absurd. But more so, it's just fucking offensive, yeah. and it's so prevalent in, yes. among the gay community. Because it's the about attention. I, I mean, there. This I'm isn't sure to say this doesn't bleed, exist in the straight community as well. Needless no, I'm to sure say. it bleeds into that as well. But it's very prevalent among mm-hmm. the what we've seen. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I'll play devil's advocate for a second just to just to accomplish such you a thing. Bitch. I mean, one could argue uh one could argue that if he has a lot of followers and obviously we all know sex sells a shirtless picture, That's I his bet point. the algorithm uh uh um um incentivizes shirtless nude pictures of course via somehow. Yep. And so it would be good I guess to get the word out by putting your hot body associated with the word. I think, um, which I don't agree with, but I, I can understand there's an argument to be <laughs> sure, made for that. Sure, the most shallow, Sex hollow sells, way. The most shallow, hollow way. Yeah. But I think Alan's making uh, the point that, to you, the linchpin was like, it's not just that. It's like he's, he's twisting us into believing it's yeah. about the cause. And it's really not like... Like a like, I'm sorry, a 30 minute amateur movie, which is great. It might make a couple rounds at some festivals, but I've gone to these LGBT festivals my whole life. They're, you know, it's, not it's good. It, they're not, they're you not know, good stuff. That yeah. I don't think that is something that you need to be raising that much money for. Exactly. I, I don't know. I, and I, on top of that, I mean, he has this. He also around the same time had there was an article that came out about um, body image uh, perception based on Instagram and sort of how gay men feel about their bodies and the shame that they feel around their bodies because of people like him on Instagram. And he talks about it. He says that like you know. People just don't. There, the interactions and the, the attention that you get from taking a thoughty picture isn't the same as you get from not um, posting just a normal picture. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you're going to post for the interactions or the likes, followers, or the followers, or whatever. And it's like there's this disassociation between the attention that you get because, I, and I'm sure he's making money off of his Instagram. He's Great. sponsoring things. He's doing Go all kinds it. of things. And mm. partly he's making money because he's showing his body. Great. Go for it. Which is also great. Like, I think... But leave trans people... Leave... Don't the, don't the, mask your... your yes. Your, yeah. well, leave, leave, the, leave the, the quote, charity of it all. You're yeah. not a guardian angel. Yeah. The you're not a saint. Activism. You're not an activist. Yeah. You're not You're not. If you want to show awareness. your fucking butthole, show, show your fucking butthole. Your butthole. That's cool. Alan will like, probably jerk off. <laughs> I'll take... I'll give, show me your butthole. It's wonderful. But don't... don't 
don't say use you're it. doing it to yeah. like support trans people. And then what's also so shocking to me is that like I was reading in the comment section, and then there's a lot of defenders. There's a lot of people who they go after people being like, he's just doing something to get attention for a good cause, and it's like you're clearly not even you're reading not the reading caption it. because you're it's not, not for a good, it's for a movie, which. Is that a cause? I don't think that's a cause. But yeah. on top of that, it goes back to something we've discussed previously on the podcast that the atten- by him liking and replying to so many comments, it's he's giving the attention that these certain people want and need from the hot thought on Instagram to then keep them coming back and supporting this kind of behavior. Yep. So it's like even though these people aren't necessarily famous on Instagram, they're getting that that fix that they need from yep. him by him. Re- and I know validating what the, what they've said. And I noticed like just when I post stories about it, he's seeing the stories because sure. you can see I'm obsessed now with seeing if he sees the stories I hate on him for just because uh, to me it says so much it's like you're so fucking focused on the attention that you get from these things that yes. good or bad you yeah. just want it which then makes me feel shitty because i'm like i'm giving you that attention yeah i'm but like he, but, I'm, I'm spreading that but then attention. i posted a, a series of, a, a story about him as well and look i love instagram stories it's my medium i love it it's so fun and easy to use and people seem to respond to it i got so many messages of people uh, agreeing, of course, yeah, and people being like, "Call this sh- like thank, thank you for calling this shit out. This is thirsty. This is nonsense." I did get a lot of people who were like, "Tear that," including family members. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I got a lot of people who were like, "Like, like, shade her or like, te- yeah, like." Ream that bitch or whatever, and it's like that's not my goal. Like I don't. I, it's not to me. It's not a, a matter of like reading her or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of just pointing out. What I see as being a, ve- a really poisonous hypocrisy that is so pervasive, and that they and that these thoughty people get away with, where mm-hmm. they get to look great, which is fine. Like I, I'm all about it. Be yeah. naked, be nude, we be, ma- do your sponsorships. Yeah, That's we get great. It, we get it. Yeah. But when you try to then paint yourself as some sort of angel of the community, a saint among men and women, yeah. and you're doing it, and then in and in as much. You're not actually doing the thing. You're yeah. actually just raising money for your own fucking movie. That to me is poisonous. Yes. But we had we had a person so, reach out on the podcast uh, Instagram account, a trans person who I was going to ask if I could quote, but they said no, they don't want to be known. But um, they expressly said, and this person is white, but they said it's always a cisgendered always. white man yep. who thinks that that person needs to be, and and straight women are supporting this this sort of because there's like. Oh, it's a gay guy. We want to support him doing good causes yep, and shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're using your own fucking privilege, straight privilege, women and some straight men, I'm assuming. Uh, and also this this white man's privilege to post this kind of picture saying, I'm the I'm the person who mm-hmm. needs because of my million followers. Yep. I'm the voice out there that is needed for the trans community. I should spread this message. Yeah. When in reality, sure, if you post a picture of you standing with and he even said in one of the comments, someone said, why didn't you have a trans person shirtless next to you? And they were like, oh, they bailed at the last minute. They bailed at oh, the last like, minute. And it's like, no. and it's like the, uh, you have this million followers, which is awesome. You have, a, you have a platform. Use it for, instead of attention for yourself, show a trans person. Tell a trans story. Show something. Show else. something actually, besides I, your body. I actually would be interested. Cause so, so this is, I think, uh, I'm not trying to diminish the power of social media and, and it, the role it plays in creating movements. Me Too, Black Lives Matters, etc. But I'm interested because a lot of people use it for their own purposes, rightfully so. 
But I would like to know how much money he made because I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. I mean, if he has a million followers, he probably made some. But I, I like, agree. I, I, I wouldn't. You mean surprised. how much he makes off of his Instagram? No, no sorry. he means how his much post. he made from that post. Oh. I think. I think. I the think there's a way to track is, it. The assumption is with a million followers, you know, that's obviously a ton. It's a ton of people. You assume probably I think I do bought. This, you assume that that means a million eyeballs are looking at this yes. and clicking the link exactly. and donating money. And I would bet you a thousand dollars that it is a fraction minimal. of that. Yeah. So minimal. The people the reason people are getting angry, you pointed this out earlier, is that they're not even reading the cap. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean there was a guy this is a little bit of a tangent, but there was a guy who I'm obsessed with. He's this super hot college student, <laughs> and uh, but he's just really like just abnormally hot. And he posted this thing a few months ago. He was trying to raise money, actually for a good cause, but he was like running some marathon or something. He's like, "Hey, if you want to donate," and it just I it almost hurt my heart because I'm like, this guy's gonna make so much money because he has this like you know he has all these followers and like he's so hot. And I'm like, it's going to depress me to look in like 10 days. He has like $50,000 yep. for this cause or whatever. Right. And swear to God, I checked a couple days ago, zero dollars. Yeah, of he's course. He's made zero dollars. Yeah. Which, and by the way, I'm not saying that makes him a bit, that's not bad, but, but like mm. he's got a lot of followers. He's got thousands of followers. He's super hot. He made a whole post about it. Give me money. And it's all for a good cause. Right. And no one gave well, him money. And guess what? At the very least, I respect him for just being like, if you want to donate to my marathon money or whatever the fuck it's called, right. it's p- flagrant, it's pointed, he's not pretending to be somebody who's holier than thou, he's not right. pretending to be a pillar of society, right. he's just saying, if you want to donate, donate, and by right. the way, you are right, Brent, those statistics, I'm sure, always measure out to be not a lot Fractions. of money, it's Fractions. just, all he really wants is hearts, likes, and people posting you know also pe- peaches in the comments. Blows me away, and this is something I always look at when I see someone like... Someone I don't know, I've never heard of, like a Max Emerson before my anger towards mm-hmm. him. That's the first sure, time I right, heard of him. Right. Um, but someone on who has, you know, a ridiculous amount of, I mean, I guess medium is different, but like a, a million followers on Instagram, but then like a small amount of followers on Twitter, which it's I get, so I get, strange. I'm the same way because I have more followers on Twitter than I do on Instagram, but it also feels like. I'm not in the million range by any means. So if you have a million followers on a platform, you would think you would have just as many followers on a another. It's very platform. strange. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's they, all, they all it's kind all of exist weird. in their own vacuum. But I also yeah. think that that speaks to the the idea that you know he's uh, on Twitter. I'm 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 I, uh, probably you know, has I'm going out on a limb here, but I imagine he's not the most like you know urbane, artful, uh, artful right. brilliantly funny, acerbic Twitter Twitter user. Right. But on Instagram, if you look at a guy like Max and you look at his. Uh, I like to look at somebody's full feed to see if I can spot a woman or a person of color yeah. when I look at it like a grid. And it's literally, I mean, all it is literally is just pages and pages of flesh and him with other mostly white gay guys in states of undress. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And so when you look at that, it's like, yeah, of course he doesn't have followers on Twitter's, he, uh, Twitter. He has followers on Instagram because this is what he does. Yeah, I also think a lot of the followers are bought. As well, but even if they're not, well, yeah, it's like I'm sure there, and there's lots of people who have a million followers that, that aren't bought. But even yeah. if they're not, it's like f- this is your market. This is what you do. Stay in that lane. Yeah. Don't pretend to be some sort of saint. Yeah. Don't pretend to be Mother Teresa of gay people when all yeah. you're really doing yeah. is just trying to fund your own movie. Guess what, Max? You're making it worse. <laughs> that, I mean, really, that is who the podcast is about. Yeah, it, he's making it worse, and uh, ultimately, it is. It, 
it is just really interesting to see. It's nice to see between if he the, messaged to be on the podcast, would would do you, would we invite him? Uh, probably um, not. I don't think so. I've seen him at the gym, and uh, <laughs> I've come close to being like, "Hey, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> You're ruining it for everybody." I would like to have a conversation with him. I don't know how no, far that conversation I mean, would go. He'll, enjoy it. He'll probably listen Bitch. to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> You're just jealous. I love him. Gay. I love when people in the comments yeah. of his pictures yeah, or yeah. whatever say, but, "You're just jealous." It's like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a 13 year old. And you know what? Here's the. And I've said this a million times. You've both heard me say it before. The craziest thing about that is if you look at the people who just said that to you, you're just jealous. They look just like you. Yes. They're very normal, schlubby. It's like it's like. Why this it's, defense of why, this person? Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like the you know, because of the attention was, that there was he Gaston, gives back. and then there was what was his Lafeu. It's like the Lafeus are the ones who get angry at you <laughs> for calling out Gaston. We're talking Beauty and the Beast here, guys. Beauty and the Beast. But it's true. Like the Lafeus are, are the ones who are like, oh, you're ugly. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, sure. By the way, fine. But sure. you're. Also very ugly. So I don't know why you're teaming up with that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the that is also a strange trope of it all, where it's like, who are these defenders yeah. Yeah. who feel like it's their place to it's their place to yeah. tell you that you're ugly and take think, you down? It's like I'm having an intellectual argument here. You, you know, you're not you're not going after him. Alan or Elliot, for, well, you're not going after him for what he looks like in any capacity. I think you and I, you and I had an exchange afterwards by being like, because we were trying to figure out what was going on. I had to say like, I have no objections to him as a person. I, I bet I do believe that he probably has good in his heart. Probably, for the cause yeah, he's doing. yeah I think sure. So. And, probably. and and I don't give him any ill will in that capacity. But I do think we can make a separation between the actions in which he uses social media and his platform and be critical of that, while also not being like you're a monster. I do think he's yes. making it worse because of the decisions that he yeah. makes and does. Sure. But I don't think necessarily Fair he's point. a monster. And I don't no. think you should be trolls against this person. Can you exactly. imagine? Can you imagine if Pat Buchanan, <laughs> presidential candidate from 2000, uh, went around the country trying to sell everyone on the flat tax by taking his shirt off? <laughs> taking his whole, cl- all of the clothes off and oh. putting a, writing on a card, that f- whatever that is, and holding it over his penis. Wait, what did I do? What did I, I sent you something to being like, flat tax rate. Do you think, do you think Steven Spielberg went to Universal and was like, sent a picture of his dick being like, can I have money for Schindler's List? It's, yeah. uh, like, it's, it's a no. real. I think this is a great time to give a call out to the audience. You guys, if you, what are your thoughts on this? You should definitely hit us up on Instagram. Do you DM hate us? us? You can hate us. If you do disagree with us, definitely Great. DM yeah. us. We're at You're Making It Worse yeah, on Instagram. Alan loves attention. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt say about something spoken about on today's episode? I went to Max Emerson Emerson's Instagram. <laughs> He's not that good looking. Oh, I'd love it if your aunt ah. went to his Instagram. Uh, does she use Instagram? I'm sure she doesn't. Mm, you don't talk? No. Uh, my aunt Joanne would say, you know, Andre the Giant was a Holocaust survivor. And I'd say, <laughs> oh. no, he wasn't. And she'd go, oh, okay. <laughs> what about, I, I honestly believed like, it. Really? I did too for a second. Yeah. And I, but the, the, the years are way off. Way off. My Aunt Anne would say, I love the podcast. I support gay people. <laughs> but why would you want to see a butthole? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. I'm H. Allen Scott.
Rolling with the homies. <laughs> A podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.